0: I don't. I, I don't know how they were re- reviewed, but I have a huge soft spot for Theme Hospital. But I don't know what where oh, that yeah. what I've that got a how story was about rated. Theme
1: Hospital, which I've probably said on numerous podcasts now. But um, my well, wife's do it. my wife's sister is is the voice on the Tannoy.
0: No. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So your your wife's so I can remember one of the things about that game is whenever I tried to put a cheat code in, it would always say the hospital administrator is cheating. Like yeah, that. And that that's, was that's, that was your that's,
1: wife's that's, sister. That is Sarah Green, my wife's sister, yeah. Because she was dating one of the guys who worked at Bullfrog at the time. Yeah. And she was a no she way. was a drama student and actress, yeah. And so they got her in to do that. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, this is a long shot, Dan, but if she could ever record something for this podcast, that would be <laughs> absolutely insane. Give me, send, we'll, we'll, send me a line or something. I'll see if she's she's going. Yeah, that would uh, that would probably be like the niche. Because I know I listen to a podcast <laughs> that has oh, what's his name, Steve Downs that does the Master Chief voice. I listen to hmm. a podcast that uh, has him introducing the podcast. Our version of that would be the Tanoy <laughs> voice hospital. of Theme Hospital. That would be absolutely incredible. <laughs>
2: Uh, hello, this is Mark. Uh, I'm 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 doing this in post, which means after the recording. Uh, you knew that. Just to let you know, that unfortunately, midway through the podcast, our guest's mic switched to the webcam, uh, and we we didn't realise. So the quality takes a dip, and he apologises, and we apologise, and we hope it doesn't affect your enjoyment of the podcast. With that said, cue the music.
0: Welcome to Pushing Buttons, a gaming podcast with plenty of salty opinions. This week, we're going to be adding some pepper to that salt as we have a very special guest. Um, But today, we're going to be covering some news, some listener emails. We got another top 10 in. uh, But first things first, we have a very special guest, the fantastic Dan Mayer. Hello, Dan. I'm going to add some vibes. Hold on. Oh, he's giving a clap. I'll give a clap as well. Woo. A two person clap, what you've always dreamt of, yeah. Dan. Thank you very much.
1: It's the first time I've been, been described as peppery as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you, know, you can add that to your uh, Twitter bio if you want. A um, little bit of spice. Some people might know you as Mr. Pointy Head. Is that yes? Are you, are those you, who followed my porn career. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I mean, I was going to ask you where the name arose, but I feel like I don't need to anymore. Um.
2: <laughs> is, it, is it Silent Hill? That would be my. No. Guess. So,
1: funnily enough, it's, it was. It was when I went to Tokyo. My first ever trip to Tokyo, which was 2005, and I love a, an artist called Takashi Murakami, and he had a statue in Roppongi Hills, which was called Mr. Pointy and the Four Guards, um, and I adopted Mr. Pointy for a while. Yeah. And then over time I basically forgot if it was Mr. Pointy or Mr. Pointy head, so I just <laughs> added the head. So it's, it's now it's now a bastardization of what right. that that statue, basically. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. tongari kun I think it is in Japanese, but yeah, that's Mr Pointy. So
0: oh, that's nice. where I got it from. Yeah, it is, it's, it's not some weird like physical deformity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say from from videos and such, you didn't never had that pointy head, so I never really no. connected the dots. Um, <laughs> it is weird how old names that you you know you come up with in younger years just sort of stick. Like my 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 Xbox gamer tag has stayed the same since I was about twelve. Um, Sexy and, Snipes
1: or sixty nine. Is it? Still? Well,
0: well, you know, you're not far off. But, but it, actually, it's it. It is incredibly innocent, but it has really—it's uh, got me in some dodgy situations in the past. Basically, it's cr- it's crazy. Kyle Katarn, and Kyle Katarn is oh, a character yes. from Jedi Knight. From... Yes, um, love but, those games. Yeah, but I I spelt I spelt it. Uh, Kyle Katarn is of course <laughs> two K's. I spelt the crazy with a K as well. So the uh, it, the what's then the acronym is KKK. Um, which, was to- oh. which was totally, ob- oh, I was totally oblivious to, but um, many times playing Halo 2 and 3, uh, people were not too <laughs> pleased when I would turn up in the lobby uh, <laughs> representing KKK. Um, so anyway, Dan, it is a... That was the
2: last episode of Pushing <laughs> Buttons. Thank <laughs> yeah, you
0: so yeah. much for... Spotify, well, you're going to have us kicked uh, for that. Um, Hang on, I'm just
1: going <laughs> to remove my fist from my mouth. Right, we <laughs> You can talk
0: again. Um, so Dan is a, a huge... <laughs> Pleasure to have you on the pod. First up, you, you you survive in lockdown, okay?
1: Loving lockdown. We had a we had a, we had a bit of a pre-podcast chat as yeah. as we want to do, and um, yeah, we we sort of generally agreed that for the for, for the gamers, this
2: has been a bit of a, a golden period. It really. has.
0: It's <laughs> been it's been a, it's been a boon for the industry, really, hasn't it?
2: If only absolutely. we had Cyberpunk on time. That's all i keep saying.
0: <laughs> uh, it would have been ideal. I've got my Animal Crossing. That's all. That's all I need.
2: Yeah. We, although we were saying that we've uh, struggled to pick it up again after a, after a yeah. Absolutely. Me
0: diving in really hard for two weeks. Me and Mark mm-hmm. went in hard on Animal Crossing, but uh, but yeah, we yeah. gave it up. But you said you're still going, Dan.
1: Still going strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm in what's. Commonly known as maintenance mode now at the moment, which is sort of you, you know you've 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 got you've you've got your island how you like it, but there's just things to tidy up, and you want to check in on the shops and just see if there's anything new. And yeah, has has red has red come back yet? Has he bollocks? Um, you know things <laughs> things like that. Um, um yeah, and uh, so and, and now I'm just obsessing over trying to get every single type of hybrid flower. So I've just got all these sort of like weird grow operations oh, wow. going on all around my island but yeah it's um it's a crazy place
2: i've got a gym <laughs> i've got oh, wow. a
1: japanese garden i've got a playground i've got yeah it's it's
2: nuts i mean it get important question dan sorry to cut in but sure time skipping or no time skipping?
1: Uh, I did early on, mainly because I played with my daughter, who's, who's like four years old, and I've been using mm. it kind of also as a bit of an educational tool. So catching insects, catching fish, finding oh, the great. fossils, all of that. Like, she's the first four-year-old I know who can recognise a Queen Alexandra's birdwing. wing. Um, so <laughs> so it, she got to a point where she was like, there's sharks in this game, aren't there? There's got to be sharks. And I was like, I looked it up and I was like, yes, but they don't arrive till July. And this was back in, what, like April or May? Yeah. Yeah, so we so we time skipped over so we, we could catch her a whale shark and a hammerhead and some stuff like that. But oh, um, wow. and the only other time I used it was when I realized I just completely messed up the layout of where all my neighbors' houses were, and I realized that every time mm. he needed to move a house, he had to wait a day for it to move, and then he did another one. So I basically condensed fourteen days worth of building relocation into a day just to get it done because it was yes. just like. There's yeah, there's, yeah. Certain, there's certain yeah, elements yeah. from
0: like come on just let me get it that, done. That's what I did. So Dan, um, I first got to I first got to know you through uh, Xbox 360, where you would appear on my screen uh, with sent you a message <laughs> on the inside Xbox uh, channel. Yeah. Back in the day, that's how I first got to know you, and since then you've kind of. You've gone on to create Explosive Allen, the video production company. But what? How do you sort of get started in the kind of games industry? Did you Do am I right in thinking you worked for PlayStation before Xbox? Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I started in two thousand and one, um, which is kind of giving, giving away my age a little bit. Um, Sorry, so we'll, I, we'll, we'll blur that out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very, I've got a very big birthday tomorrow. It's my big four oh. It's my four oh is tomorrow. It? So. Oh. Yeah, terrifying. I would say congrats.
0: uh, I would say congrats, but I don't know if you want congratulations for that. (laughs) Yeah, is that? I'm I'm actually
1: pretty cool about it. Good. Okay. So so, no, it's all good. But um, no, I. I I, I I kind of just wanted to do it from since I was able able to remember to be honest. I used to read the games mags back back in the day, like your Sinclair Sinclair User, Crash, Computer and Video Games. Like I just devoured anything I could get a hold of, yeah. Um, and mm. I just love I just love that kind of community vibe that you got from games mags back then, where you got the little bios of all the writers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it was just like oh you get to play video games and you get to write about them and you get to hang around with people who who like your friends as well. And it's not it's not just a typical job. So that always just held this, you know, I didn't know at that point they were all making about 10p an hour, but that, (laughs) you know, that, that was by the by at that point. Um, so I just made strides towards that, like in terms of my studies, in terms of what I did at university and I was, I founded a game section for the, um, uh, for the student paper at my university in University of Central Lancashire in Preston uh, oh, kind great. of co-founded that with, with a guy called Matt Hill who's now editor of Digital Spy so he's done all right for himself as Whoa. Well. Oh, wow. Whoa. Uh, yeah yeah we were a fucking power geo man yeah. um, <laughs> but uh yeah so it, it was it was it was that and then I, I literally I, I graduated in what like July August of 2001 I did some temp work applied for a job in London for PlayStation as a uh, staff writer on the on the playstation.com site for yeah. playstation mm. europe. What did you what did uh, you, and, you study at uni? i got it. Journalism, journalism and English literature. Right. So right. everything was just, you know, even even like doing the game section on the student paper was probably more beneficial to my um you know my, my my chances of getting that role than actually yeah. just doing the degree. The, the degree was the bit of paper, yeah. but actually doing it practically had yeah, the was, experience. I was, yeah, yeah, and it just showed that I had the wherewithal and the gumption to just do it off my own back, in addition to my studies as well. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's what um got me the gig.
0: Great. That's good to know. I mean, you know, I think me talking personally, I think I was exactly the same of you as you as in terms of growing up and thinking, I wish there was some kind of job that could involve me talking passionately about about games somehow. Um and some <laughs> somehow I fell into being an all-male a cappella group. So things took a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of a turn. But um it's it's you know, it is it's great to hear that you had that desire and you sort of made it happen. Um that's a really great yeah. thing to hear.
1: Yeah, and from from, from nothing really. I mean, I, I you know I lived in a fairly rough part of Wolverhampton back in the back in the day. Yeah, you know, until I was about well, until I was eighteen basically. Um, so I didn't really have any connections or anything like that. So I was just. in very enthusiastic and very just into what it and very knowledgeable which is kind of what i've been known for throughout that is that i've just maintained that kind of encyclopedic knowledge of everything especially on the console side especially the japanese console side that's definitely my bag yeah um mm. and i just haven't really lost it you know people think that when you get into the industry that that's kind of what kills your your love of what you do because you're seeing behind the curtain you know you're seeing how the sausage is made but um it just doesn't really pan out like that. I was
2: going to say that you're not coming across as jaded or like <laughs> you're still going, you're still in the industry. And I, 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 it.
1: I, I keep all that in the office with the with the other guy. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, cert- there's certainly a lot of, um, yeah, old, old hack, cynical, you know, chat yeah. going on. But um, yeah, but, but, but speaking as a fan, like I still mm. get you know, a big, every time like a Nintendo Direct is announced, I'm just there with everybody else, you know, just getting absolutely hyped. So that was about, that that was about a year ago
0: then you got hyped for a Nintendo Direct.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, what about that Pokemon one?
0: Oh yeah. We we talked about that. That was was a, that was a good, that was a good time. (laughs) Um, That was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. So you're, you're still very much an avid gamer, would you say? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like daily you can't, you can't stop me. Ask my wife. You can't stop me.
0: <laughs> get, um. get her on, Dan. We need proof. Uh, no. <laughs> well, that's that's good because we, we like to talk about games. Good.
2: We've started a new thing literally as of last week where we say, hey, let's have a catch up. What have you been playing this week? So, Dan, what have you been playing this week? Um, I'm trying to remember what I've been playing this week. Um, I've been playing a, a great
1: deal of stuff from the eShop because every time they have a massive sale, um, mm. I, I just grab a whole a whole bunch of stuff so um i'm just trying to think what I've most recently i've really enjoyed the sort of double double whammy of scrolling beat em ups that i picked up recently streets of rage 4 oh
2: yeah
1: um and also river river city girls as well which is oh yeah yeah um, don't sleep don't don't sleep on river city girls it's really good it's um it's a it's a sort of a part of the river city ransom series which is much better known i think in the states and japan um but typically developed by Japanese developers, and this one's been picked up by WayForward, mm-hmm. who've done tons, and also disappointed at a Nintendo Treehouse recently when they announced a back again game. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> right. it was very sad because everyone's
1: like, "Oh, WayForward, a new Shantae game or something." It's like, yeah. no, that wasn't Bakugan. that
0: wasn't dealt with particularly well by Nintendo mm-hmm. in terms of getting the hype levels up.
1: No, absolutely. And there's another game that I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I got it really recently, and it's and it's basically I, I, I want to call it severed. It's not severed, sundered. There you sundered. Go. The game is called. Yes, the game's called Sundered and it has this. So Thunder Lotus have this incredible hand drawn style, which kind of reminds me of, um, like, the don bluth games that used to get like space ace and dragon's lair with a bit of um, yeah, yeah. ralph bakshi who did like lord of the rings the rubbish animated lord of the rings from yeah. way back when <laughs> yeah. um and yeah. you, you you can you can sort of still see the sketch lines on some of the things and the bosses are like literal sort of screen filling things that shrink your character down to like a, a few sort of pixels on screen um it's 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 really really good and really underrated i think it was partially kick-started and I got it for about a fiver in the in the eShop sale oh wow um and Ooh. just abs- absolutely smashed through it like recently really really good oh great um, hunt down hunt down 16-bit shooter started like an old mega drive super nintendo kind of robocop versus terminator era has that appearance awesome so yeah I'm just I'm absolutely smashing through tons of I mean this is name.
0: great because we we want to start a weekly segment where we kind of recommend a, a sub 15 pound game and I think mm. you've just smashed three out of the park there Dan <laughs> i can give you many many more yeah just <laughs> yeah, let me yeah, know okay
2: right. So we change the segment to dan Mayer's under 15 pounds yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> if you just message in every week yeah yeah i'm well up for that yeah <laughs> that'd be sick like, what? Gladly, God, gladly <laughs> <laughs> straight in from dan well, I'm,
0: I, I mean i'm genuinely <laughs> on the lookout for some new switch games because i haven't actually been on it for that long so you've I, I,
2: you not been playing those
0: 51, oh, uh, the 51 clubhouse 51 games 51 album. clubhouse games collection is how many, ga- yeah, how many games yeah. are in that again? Is it fifty-one?
2: Sorry, it's so. Just to clarify <laughs> It's the one with um uh a uh, uh, fifty. It's got fifty-one games in it. Oh, and they're in like one collection of games. Games, and, it, and a, it's and it's rough And it's roughly it's one fifty-one. Game, but there's fifty-one, fifty-one there's, yeah, games yeah, there's in fifty-one, 51 games.
1: It. in it that sounds like incredible value for money. It does, Dan. It does, it doesn't does it? Doesn't and it? if you didn't pick are up on all, are you telling me? Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're telling me that for the price of one game, I can get 51 games? Dan, you, No, it's 40. No, no, no. no. He, is, he is right. And
0: you've actually, that right. rings a massive bell because I've just also remembered that there there's 51 games in that one package. So if anyone's listening now, get, get, uh, get on your eShop. And if you're in the market for sundered. over 50 games, yeah, get sundered because it's probably better. Than, uh, than the 51 games. <laughs> uh, I'm generally going to check Sundered out there because that sounds yeah, absolutely same. awesome. I've,
2: well, I'm looking at it now and it looks like Hollow Knight on Acid. looks great. Whoa. Mm, so I'm up for that. And
0: I've been in the market for that.
2: <laughs> so, and what about you? What have you been playing? Um, have been playing that many games? I sh- haven't. No. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I've I been utilising my Xbox Games Pass this week and I downloaded uh, three games. I downloaded Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Dis- uh, Dishonored 2 and Plague Tale. Mm um so before i dove into them i finished up my playthrough of o- ori and the will of the wisps which i have absolutely loved um huge fan of the first oh, i've talked about that game so much i've 100 percented it i found everything and it was excellent then my other game i'm playing was yeah hellblade Senua's sacrifice and boy was that a game i enjoyed that a huge amount and it gave me the willies in the best way possible did you play it with headphones on I did, yeah. I, I, because I'd heard so many people say that if you're playing this game, you have to play it with headphones. We'll get onto it a little bit later and talking about kind of consoles coming up. But it's pushed me one notch further into the Xbox Series X count camp because I will need to play the sequel to that game it was that good of
1: course cuz they own ninja theory they now, do own they? ninja
0: theory and they and i went back and rewatched the trailer for uh, hellblade 2 and yeah i'm massively hyped for whatever they're planning on doing next with that franchise cuz yeah absolutely love that game couldn't recommend it any higher so if people have xbox game pass you need to get it.
2: I have your Xbox.
0: Game you do, yes. Yeah, no. Mark it? has because <laughs> Ultra, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is for PC as well, and I don't own a like gaming PC. I just ah. I just gave the PC part of it over to Mark, and he's utilizing it. I I'm not sure if they've put so, it on PC yet.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'll have to buy it with my own okay. money.
0: What have you been playing, Mark? What have you been playing?
2: I'm still going with Divinity Two yeah. Original Sin. Got two campaigns on the go. That's good fun. Slow burn, yeah. but it's still going. That's good fun. But I, I a while ago, I bought uh, the remake of Resident Evil 2. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And I finally decided to knuckle down and play that. And I'm on my third run through of the campaign. And I'm good. loving it. It's so good. It's, so, it's good. so good. It's so well made. The story's excellent. You managing
0: to, managing to hide from Mr. X okay? Or is he, is he creeping you out? What's going on with Mr.
2: X? Uh... I'm not going to lie. A, a little bit of poo came out the first oh, okay. time because I forgot about. <laughs> I, I forgot about Mr. Yeah. Mysteries. I was expecting
0: and, we, um, but it was solid. Great.
2: <laughs> so my first campaign was as uh, Leon. So you go and do the helicopter stuff, and then he moves the helicopter out of the way, and I was like, "He's big. What's he doing? Tank of a man." And then the stomping starts, and I was like. <laughs> like genuinely like genuinely screamed a little bit and was just like uh, "Get uh shoot him yeah. like it was awful and then I re- and then I remembered you know you got to sort of actually get out of the way and there's tactics involved it. it's not just fire at the big man until big man go yeah, down yeah. I'm loving it and I'm playing the co-op what do they call it not co-op campaign play too yeah. where it's like from another perspective or something and it's all changed around and it's a little bit harder so yeah that's kind of it to be honest with you it's those two games that i'm i've been great. playing it's a moment. great
0: pair of games man i'm just waiting until they eventually get round to remaking resident evil 4 because it's the greatest uh, resident evil of all time
2: well it's been announced
0: It's happened. has it i've missed that yeah <laughs> yeah, I missed oh. that That's big yeah, happening. Dan I knew you would, I, I, I knew you'd be a good guest Dan That's the best news I've had all, <laughs> I've, that's the best news I've had all year Flipping heck. Um Okay right Yeah Should...
2: Right That's the
0: segue to the news It is our, our first bit Piece of news Mark do you want to Take the lead on this first bit I feel like I've I've but, talked a lot
2: well, I think we've We've already had it Resident Evil 4 remake Can't <laughs> yeah, wait Sorry yeah Oh my goodness How did we not know, know that I, Genuinely I, That's I, shocking uh, Yeah Kind of podcast, let's, let's this? end the podcast listen leaked sony Payton about the p s five allowing for backwards compatibility back to the p s one via the cloud in brackets we've written old game discs won't work yes I guess we expected this yeah uh, how, do so, we, how do we
0: feel about this well I suppose it's I guess it's the revelation that if they're doing backwards compatibility it's going to be fully through the cloud um which in a way yeah. is is great but also you know there's all these people screaming out to slot those ps1 discs into their ps5 that's not going to happen anytime soon um but it's you know it's yeah. it's them you know trying to play ball with xbox who who are doing a great job um sorry this is me being a fanboy again who i think are doing a good job of with their smart delivery and you know and their you know people know they do backwards compatibility pretty well at least this is a way of playstation trying to play ball somewhat
2: yeah I mean, I I because I'm an idiot. I don't own my PS One back catalogue anymore because back in the day of trading stuff in and that feeling like the thing you should do as a kid, mm-hmm. I've I've got rid of them all. I've got like a few uh, that are mostly smashed up, second hand rubbish now. So for me, that's fine. Like because then I can buy the original Wipeouts. I can buy Crash if I'm not playing the N- Insane Trilogy for some reason or whatever. So it kind of works for me because yeah. I'd buy the digital edition anyway. But I mean, they're, they're going to be Sorry. making more money out of you.
0: And it's it's the whole thing of like, I've owned Final Fantasy VII on probably about six different platforms by this stage. <laughs> um, and I'm just going right. to keep paying for it every time I get it, I own a new piece of hardware. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are people that don't really think twice about that kind of thing.
2: Did you see the 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 leak of an Amazon... Uh, photo of a PS5 version of Skyrim? No,
0: uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that real? Surely, surely not. That, that can't that
2: can't be real. I mean... Speaking of, you know, buying games 17 times, yeah. how can they well, do that? Well, they're doing
0: GTA V, which, you know, still, that, yes, was a, was so a sure. PS3, yeah, Xbox 360 game. So Skyrim could quite easily make it to, to the next gen. Um, does that get you excited, Dan, the thought of backwards compatibility on PS5? Or, or is it something that you think... PlayStation
2: just need to do
0: better at in general.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was always, I was always disappointed. That's a leaded question, your honour. Uh, no, <laughs> I was,
1: I was always, I was always disappointed that that was one of the things they they dropped from the PS3, for example. Once they. Um, changed the hardware um, that they ditched the PS2 back compat because um, it was really good it was one of the first examples of up-resing so you could stick your disc and then it would bump it up to 720p yeah. or something and it and it did a really good job but obviously that's had to scale it down because the PS3 was an absolute monster back in mm-hmm. the day so it's it, it is great. I mean, I've got I've got a cupboard like right in front of me that it's just filled with some of my favorite PS2 games. Um, I just wish there was some system where yes, you can't put your disc in the console, but some kind of way you're going. Look, I have a copy right here. I haven't borrowed it from a friend. Honest, can I now have the digital version, please? <laughs> or you know, you, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or you or, oh, or you send it or you yeah. send it in and they and they pulp it or something and you get the digital version, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I, then I, they I send know. you
0: back some kind of ornamental version of your pulp to put like on your shelf to show <laughs> yeah. that you had it. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you're right. Some some kind of QR scan. Yeah, obviously they don't have anything on that, but even if it's just scanning the barcode or something you could do. Or
2: putting drawing in chalk on the floor the PS5 logo and putting candles around and like doing a summoning and just sacrificing a small s-
0: lamb or something you know and then <laughs> and then it boots it boots up Tony Hawk's Underground 2 it would be great uh <laughs> um, next up uh we we mentioned it Did we mention it no we haven't mentioned it yet um next up the Ubisoft Forward happened this weekend. We mentioned it was happening. We mentioned last episode That's that it was happening. Mentioned. It has now happened and they showed off a whole load of gameplay for uh games that we already know about. Um it was sparse <laughs> on reveals. Sadly, because, well, who knows with Ubisoft, because they do like to leak their own stuff, but they, sadly, Far Cry 6 uh, was leaked about two days, I think, and they basically showed off that their big reveal was having uh, John. I hope I get his name Giancarlo. right, Giancarlo. Esposito, yeah, um, mm. of Breaking Bad and The Mandalorian fame is is the villain in Far Cry 6. And they had a really cool reveal trailer for it. Um, but yeah, we, we saw some gameplay for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. I'm probably most excited about Watch Dogs Legion, about everything they showed off, just because it's London and I like seeing places what I know on my screen. Would you agree, Mark?
2: <laughs> I'm not hugely into Far Cry. I played three and enjoyed it and then accidentally just forgot that there were other ones that came out. Yeah, So not my thing. Uh, Assassin's Creed, really liked the first two and then just kind of, again, let them fall to the you wayside. You slept for other on stuff. Black Flag, did you? I slept on Black Flag, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but haven't and actually Watch Dogs I had not played those either but the original um was it last year the trailer they did a big thing about different everybody has a different yeah, story you can essentially sort of recruit
0: and, anybody that you see walking around on the yeah. streets onto your team yeah. that's kind of the the big thing
2: so I was, it's the it's the first time I looked at Watch Dogs and thought hey this looks fun what's going on here London I'd love to see a rendered version of London in next year that sounds great Yeah. so yeah, that was the most interesting thing for me, I would say. But and you know, they you know a lot of it was leaked, so we already well, knew yeah. about a lot of it. They
0: they didn't mention they had nothing to say about a few scandalous things that are going on in the Ubisoft camp involving various forms of ab- abuse. They thought let's not put that in the thing where we sell products. Let's just put a little <laughs> post out about it on uh, Twitter. But you know, that's them doing them. Uh, Dan, did you see any of the the coverage for the Ubisoft Forward?
1: I did, yes. And it's, it's got to be said, actually, my journey with the aforementioned franchise very much reflects Mark's. So I played first Assassin's Creed. Well, I, I played the sort of the trilogy that the Ezio trilogy, yes. the two, which I really liked, sure, yeah. bounced very hard off three very early and then just didn't really get back into it. And even though I've heard very good things about Odyssey, um, my, my sort of appetite for... Big open worlds with lots of bits on the map and things to do has really waned in recent years. Far Cry 3 yeah. again was such a really tight game, but everything that's come since has done so little to really evolve that format that I've just, it's just not interested me again. And ever since Breath of the Wild, yeah. open world games have been a bit ruined for me because <laughs> they you've, you've just realized you know you just realized how for they are. I'm, I'm seeing the reviews from ghost of tsushima right now just saying they've done it again you know it's a really beautiful yeah. sumptuous open world combat's great but you know someone goes can you get me some moss please and you have to go and, you know <laughs> yeah yeah and you yeah. go and do that and it's yeah. just like ah oh, why have you not looked at this game that's now what four years old and, and not yeah. taken cues from that just like what it's like to just go into a world be given like one key objective and just let let the the actual you know the architecture the way that someone's deliberately laid out of that world tell the story and attract your attention instead of huge waypoint markers and uh, you know, checklists of things to do. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's my concern. You know, Ubisoft but, but Dan, very much has a formula. Dan,
0: you don't, there aren't waypoint markers. You get you get told you get told how to do the next thing by the wind. The wind tells you what to do in Ghost of <laughs> Tsushima, Dan. Don't you understand? It's the wind. It's the wind. Um, no, I, I'm so with you. There. And genuinely, while you were talking about Breath of the Wild, I just got goosebumps. Just just mm. thinking about that game gives me the tingle. Oh, For goodness' sake, man. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't get over it, man. It's but oh. I think, so I think good. I think when we first met, I think when we first met Joe, that you would bang yeah. into it at that point, weren't you? I was, yeah, I was deep in my breath. I, I can't, I can't think of another game that has made me just think about it every second of every day. I'm thinking, why am I wasting time talking to people when I could be running around <laughs> as Link on the breeze on, with a leaf in my hat? It's, it's just genuinely the. I uh, I don't know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I am I'm I could talk about that game for, you're, for you're so long. You're, you're gushing. gushing, you're gushing. I am, I am. Um, so anyway, yeah, back to, so, funny enough, you, you mentioned Ghost of Tsushima. That's what we were going to get onto hmm. next. Um, that game is out now. It is out there for people who have PS5s to play and enjoy. And it seems to have been received very well. Uh, I've seen a few 9 out of 10s knocking about and that kind of thing um but but dan hit the nail on the head in that until a game can can do what breath of the wild did or or do it better uh, i i can't really see an open world game uh surpassing it for me
1: um, no i mean and and those reviews i've read from the people i i tend to trust have have definitely been on that side of it they've been on the seven Six to seven out of ten. End of oh, the spectrum, really? Right? Okay. I say end of the spectrum is slightly lower down. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I've, I've I tend to take 9.5s and that with a pinch of
2: salt, when I read what I've read from the uh, the sort of sevens. Speaking of speaking of PC, Death Stranding is out on PC. Yeah. And I can I can tell you very strongly I will not be playing that. <laughs> Anybody else interested in that Dan? Where, well, I want to know where you
0: one where you stand on Death Stranding Dan and two Hideo Kojima in general. <sighs> where do we begin? Okay. So um okay.
2: De- Death Stranding Sorry, I'm be excited. Just no, a bit water. No.
0: Everywhere. <laughs>
1: no. Death st- Death Stranding, I couldn't quite bring myself to play. People were trying to convince me that in in many ways it was this sort of meditative jaunt across the landscape. But then I've also watched a variety of videos where it's just like you're just tumbling clumsily down hills and dropping things, oh, yeah. which looks yeah. the complete opposite of meditative to me. It looks like a complete exercise in frustration. Yeah, blended yeah. with Kojima's you know usual. Um, <laughs> you know he's he his, it. Go for it his, Go for it. his, his in a usual safe place. predilection for you know assuming that he's an absolute godlike genius while trotting out loads of just drivel that just needs to be <laughs> tackled by an editor
0: i think uh, mark i think you found a kindred spirit here in dan to um, be honest and i don't and
1: i don't get me wrong it's like he has his moments like i i think Metal Gear Solid I'd 3, I think Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I actually liked what I played in Metal Gear 5. Like I felt like I got what I wanted out of it from a game long, yeah. long before the story, you know, <laughs> completely run out of steam. I was like, I don't yes. need to know what happens now. I've just had a really good time sneaking around, coming down in a chopper to Rebel Yell and just, you know. It,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. has
1: these moments where he, he gets it, but he just yeah. needs people to say no. Like, he yeah. just needs someone there mm. to just go genius still needs to be shaped and tamed and you know and, and you know he's yes. just surrounded by people who are either one scared of him or two in awe of him and so yeah. um you know he's he's absolutely abusing his status right now and i think he really needs to get his shit together because i think we realized why konami dropped him off the back yeah. of death stranding which is like this is what happens when you let yeah. a guy just be, <laughs> do what the hell he wants <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're you're right in that most footage I've seen looks like when you've bought way too much at Tesco and you're trying (laughs) to carry it home like a two mile walk. And it's just that that mad struggle, sweating to get home. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. Although, sadly, rumours are that the next project he's working on is a sequel to Death Stranding, which would be, yeah, just take a hint, bud. You know? Do
1: do do PT like it doesn't have to be Silent Hills like PT was incredible yeah it was superb the fact that people are still talking people are. Still talking about a demo yeah. that lasted yeah. about half an hour to so this day that are still hacking it and trying to get into its secrets. Yeah,
0: people are people are holding on to their PS. Was it is PS three or PS four? Is it PS three PS four? It's PS four. Yeah, PS4. Yeah, yeah. PS4, um, yeah, You know, cotton. You know, making sure that they will never get rid of that console that has that PT demo on it. Yeah. And, you know, selling them on eBay for huge amounts of money. It's um, it's insane. And it, and
1: it's you know, the, it, there's no reason why he can't go off and do something inspired by Silent Hill that that, that could still work with PT. And Sony must know because no, the amount of attention that got from the PlayStation conference when it was revealed and immediately made available. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what people wanted and that's what people are still after. They don't want Norman Reedus bumbling around... <laughs> <laughs> America with a giant backpack strand,
0: on it. <laughs> strand uh, gameplay, as C said. Strand gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's not a genre. <laughs> it's, it's not a genre. It isn't. It isn't, Mark. It's, it's okay. K- it's it's right. PR is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's all of our I think all of the big news, unless unless Dan, because you've got your finger on both the pulse and the button, <laughs> you have uh you've got any other any other news you can share with us? Like, for example, uh what's what's Halo Infinite gonna be like? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me i'm not the xbox fanboy here uh, okay fair deal all right it was worth <laughs> a, it was a nice try though it's worth a try um, damn uh, I, all, all I, I can
1: say one thing yeah but i can't i can't give you any details but i am working on something for a next gen console Oh, and maybe down the line i can tell you what it was it's it's okay personally for me it's it's really 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 exciting um and it's not it's not like a big deal um but it's it's a project i've had on the go over the last few weeks um and like for me it's it's a huge like career high moment thing and i'm absolutely just bursting to tell people what i've done (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, well, we'll have to book you on for mm. another episode when, when you can tell us. that. Oh, you, you tink, tickling <laughs> my <laughs> Actually, balls te- over here, Dan. Absolute
2: tease. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that's Listen, fun. Should we, uh, should we do a little bit of housekeeping and do some uh, follow-up emails from listeners? We've yes. just got a couple yeah. that we can race through really quickly. Yeah, um, go for it. So, so Dan, we do this thing uh, called uh, Top Tens, uh, which is literally what it sounds like. And it was just a way of... Getting to know the listeners and a little bit of back and forth. And last week, one of my friends, uh, Ryan Turbay, uh, that's not, don't usually say like that. Interesting uh,
0: pronunciation.
2: Yeah, got uh, got in contact, and one of his games was uh, Jurassic Park: Operation uh, Genesis on PlayStation Two. Does that does that ring a bell? Yes. Why is that anyone's top ten? Yeah, well, yeah, that was what we asked. But he's he's gotten back to me with the follow up saying, uh, "JPOG, uh, as no one's calling it, is loads better than Evolution." <laughs> JPOG, which has much less. Yeah. JPOG. Sorry, what was I say? Is loads better than Evolution, which has much less customization? Meaning all the parts look the same. Plus, the game was just part of my childhood, so it's nostalgia. I think. Yeah, I was right going to say it, he's just there? he's justified it by saying it's
1: better than. An even worse Jurassic Park game. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's better than a terrible Jurassic Park game and I was a kid. Next uh, listener email,
0: a friend of yours, Matt Martin, I believe, Mark, um, has got in touch. And he's just, funny enough, mentioned, would you consider including Halo Infinite in a future podcast? I believe there's a reveal later this month and I I so freaking stoked for it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, yes, we definitely consider including it. Uh, just as of yet, there's not a lot to talk about. Um, we had a little reveal where we had a, a brute talking about, "Oh, going to get you, Master Chief." I think something along those lines. No, he won't. Uh, but that's all. He won't get it. I know, <laughs> no, Dan. He he's going to try. He is going to try, but it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, once we once we um, have more details on Halo Infinite, Matt. Uh, probably going to be the most important game that Microsoft ever makes in their lives. Once we have more details on that, we will talk about it, okay? <laughs> um, now, ba- based on things that you've you've already said in this pod so far, Dan, I think this this question that we've had in from uh, our dear listener, Lawal, actually might ring true to you. Make an assumption mm-hmm. here. He's sent an email um, asking us, whether or not our gaming habits have changed over time and sort of whether or not our whether it's changes in our lifestyle, whatever whatever it is uh, as you're getting older, if you've got a relationship, if you've got children, all that kind of stuff, does that dictate what kind of games you play? Now he's provided an example saying that when he was younger, he used to dive into a lot of huge rp you know, JRPGs, all that sort of thing. But now he has children, he is playing a lot of shorter game experiences. He's given examples like Florence on the mobile, Minute on the Switch, Inside, which is on the Xbox One, on various platforms now. Um, and he's asking us if, if we've tried any shorter game experiences. And uh, do you think that blockbuster experiences inherently hold more value in the eyes of the consumer or is sticking to a tried and tested formula so basically he wants to know do we think that shorter more kind of compact gaming experiences have the same value as uh your big AAA? well, well not necessarily triple a but your really long open world games are they on a similar platform and also have we had experience of them so the reason why i say Dan, it might resonate with you, is just because of what you were mentioning about your kind of eShop purchases on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a huge amount of shorter uh, game experiences to be found on the Nintendo Switch. So does that any of that sort of resonate with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely it does. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about Breath of the Wild, for example, and I'm also a huge Monster Hunter fiend and I will gladly sink hundreds of hours into that. But what I like about yeah. those games is that they're long demanding games, but you can play them fairly piecemeal. They're not like RPGs where... There isn't sort of a point where you stop. Like I remember playing Fallout Three, for example, and there was never a point where I was like, "Oh, this is a good time to wrap up." Oh, oh, look, yeah. the sun's up. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I can't really do that anymore. I, I, you know, I, I, I have a kid. I have a kid now as well, so that definitely has changed my habits a lot. But more in terms of when I decide to play games, you know, it used to be that I just play in the evening, and now like I've got to wait till about. 10 or 11 (laughs) wait for my wife to also go to bed and then I'll happily stay up to about one in the morning and just get through but I love I love I love a short game like I absolutely a short game that doesn't overstay its welcome and I just think people are so predisposed with length equating to value and as we're discovering yes. as we're talking about games like Ghost of Tsushima and the, and the the Ubisoft formula they're not so often it's just a case of, of, of padding and repetition um, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of games can really say what they want to say and be in and out within you know five ten hours and I've played so many great games where I've gone that was just the perfect length. I'm really glad they didn't try and milk it or do anything more with it. Um, so yeah, some that I just mentioned was a perfect perfect example. Um, I don't know if you played Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Another just absolutely wonderful. No, but I've, I've,
0: I've seen it on the eShop, Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, stick it on the wish list. Wait for a sale. It's it's wonderful. Um, Devolver are just the kings of putting stuff like that out. Minute, yeah. as as, mm. as your listener mentioned, really really yeah. good fun. Um, Gatto Roboto. Um, pick Nickoo, Heave Ho. Th- there's just tons on there. And as I say, if you want these sub-15 quid recommendations, <laughs> I can yeah, back yeah, out a ton yeah. of them. <laughs> um, but but they, 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 they're wonderful. And, and it's just all about new experiences and not having to – fit these mechanics into some kind of AAA formula that's going to be recognizable and going to be mass market because there's so much pressure on that side because of the size of the teams and the amount of money that's being invested into them. There often has to be a degree of familiarity within them to to have that broad appeal and to make the investment worthwhile. And so when you delve into the shorter side of things and the indie side of things, you You're really getting an insight into you know full blown unabashed, unfettered creativity and this chance to experience completely new ideas and new visual styles um that just don't have that that corporate influence or sort of marketing mentality at the forefront of their creation, so yeah, I'm all for it,
0: yeah. I, mm. I think you've hit the nail on the head. No, I mean, things like, I, I, uh, I think at two different Game Awards ceremonies, seeing things like Untitled Goose Game win Game of the Year, yeah. I think is, is is you know, hugely indicative of the fact that it's it's all about the experience at the end of it. I mean, I played that game with my girlfriend and we just sat and completed it in an evening and just had the best time. And we're going to take, I'm going to take so many more memories away from that than I am from playing, you know, like you said, something repetitive and a bit more monotonous, something like your Assassin's Creed, where it's just the same throughout, where someone's trying to make a, a compact piece that is like, this is an intentionally short thing because we want to tell you this story and that's it. Or whatever it is, you know, we want to show you this bizarre gameplay mechanic where you're mm. s- stealing some keys off a gardener's bum, like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need any more than that. Sorry, I, I was just saying it's not a churn, you know, things like that.
1: Goose Game has a few mechanics and they just... They go, well, how much can we do with this very limited mechanic of what a goose can do? And, th- and they just come up with so many ingenious ideas within that... say like two, three hours that it takes to do the game. And then it's done and you're like, wonderful, done,
2: happy. Well, I mean, I, there's a few examples of like games that I've played that I, I would agree with everything you said. It would be like Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, is one that I played that was like three hours long. And like, yeah. it's just a really beautiful story with really simple mechanics you just get every cent of worth you know out of that that experience you're not there's no chaff at all it's just pure story from start to finish and other games uh more recently like i played uh i finally played doom 2016 which is just an incredible like really tight core gameplay loop that you know just absolutely packs it in and as you said doesn't overstay its welcome you know you you're in it from start to finish and just really enjoy that experience and then it's done and you don't feel like oh hang on actually how long did i spend there you know (laughs) uh, have i really got my money's worth sort of thing it's not it's not even in in your mind it's all about the experience when you're in it guacamelee 1 and 2 again two games that i played pretty recently that are just you know just it's all about the charm the graphic style the the humor the music and it's that it's games like that that are just so wrapped so neatly in a bow and aren't about just stretching out some overly epic idea into something that just ends up being a real grind you know that's yeah. not fun yeah so i mean obviously it's it's at the end it's kind of down to subjective you know individual opinion about what you enjoy playing and what you feel you get the most out of but if you could just do something that even if it is 3 hours and it's tight like what's wrong with that
0: yeah, I mean, has the fact that you you have a child now, Dan, as that? Would you say that has been a big shift into changing the kinds of games you play?
1: I wouldn't say so in a way because I've I've always had that interest in you know what's new and like what's new new and and part of that was actually facilitated by um, Xbox Live Arcade. You know, when I worked at Xbox, that I really believe that was their golden age, especially for the 360, because you not only had the Live oh, Arcade, but you also had the uh, the indies program as well mm-hmm. and so you were getting you were getting some absolutely batshit stuff out of that you know you weren't getting a lot of quality but you were getting some insane <laughs> stuff but at the yeah, same time yeah. you, you know you were getting things like castle crashes and super meat boy and, and trials you know the original trials oh, course, was all yeah. that era yeah. um yeah. and so i was just like man this is this is great because they're, they're tapping into my original love which is which is arcade gaming and it's it's always that sense of you know cool ideas short games often ridiculously hard but you know but forcing you to plug away at, at, at tiny loops for a long time to perfect them yeah. or get the best time or get the best score or something like that um, but always done in new and, and creative ways so um yeah i think ever since the 360 really that's when i really sort of dug into Indies um, and just really had a newfound appreciation for anything that wasn't coming out of the, of the, the top tier publishers.
0: Yeah, um, just 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 a quick shout out to a couple of my favourite ones, uh, Celeste, on oh, various cool. programs. Yeah, one of my favourite games of probably like the last five years, just because I love soul-crushingly difficult games and and just. <laughs> Anything that's um de- dealing with with uh mental health but done in a really tasteful way, I just think is is excellent. Similar to what I mentioned earlier, Hellblade um does that really well. And the other one I actually really like um is Oxenfree. I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, with that. I loved
1: it, loved Oxenfree. Yeah. Real really, really, really Looks great. Familiar.
0: It's it's really it's basically about um this group of teenagers that um Go and they they like row to this weird island to like have a party and um just w- weird shit starts happening and there's like ra- radio signals and it's all yeah. a little bit freaky deaky and it's a really interesting um mechanic the way that they they deal with that kind of strange is, is it I can't remember if it's extraterrestrial or if it's just like a bit uh, ghosty
1: it's a bit it's a, it's a bit of both isn't it it's, yeah it's a bit it's yeah. a bit
0: ghosty it's on the it's other side ghosty. and you're
1: communicating them with by tuning into specific frequencies but yeah yes. it is, it's never yeah. made a bunch abundantly clear like it's not explicitly clear what's going on but yeah it's fascinating I might have seen Limmy streaming this I think he has yeah um, if you like that, you definitely give uh, Night in the Woods a crack if you haven't as well.
0: I've, I've okay. always looked at the like the thumbnail for that and thought that looks like the kind of game I'd like, but I've never touched it. So thank you for pushing me over the edge. What what's that about?
1: <laughs> well, it's more if you enjoy the, the the dialogue and the interpersonal elements of Oxenfree than the the, the weird stuff. This is a much more grounded tale that yeah. just happens to be told the animals. But it's you know it's it's okay. a, it's, it's a tale of like a listless, like a twenty something cat um that goes back to their hometown and is sort of dealing with things so um i think there's an element of mental health in there as well um yeah. but just the the dialogue the relationships and it's sort of combined almost um incongruously with with Platforming elements, but not oh. not 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 overt platforming elements. You're not collecting things; it's just the way you get yeah. around town and stuff. You're not but-
0: you're not jumping up in the air, and going woohoo, <laughs> woohoo, unless you're you're, doing, <laughs> you're saying it yourself. But um, no, yes, um- which I probably would. Um, <laughs> that sounds great, and also uh, one that is kind of widely known on a similar level, but probably kind of one of the shortest experiences with the most impact I've played is Gone Home, uh, which is just a really great game about someone going home. To their family home, and oh, well, it's, it's it's very easy to ruin that game. But you just kind of but explore your home and set work up out as what's one happened. thing.
1: Set up as one thing is another. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, on that note, then try um, a normal lost phone. Oh. Um, on a very similar thematic bent, actually, a normal lost phone. Um, and if you haven't played it, what remains of yeah, Edith Finch?
0: Yes, yeah, that's on Game Pass, and I've been meaning to
1: get to that. Wonderful, like it was my game of the year the year it came out? Just stunning.
0: Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, we, I mean, if anybody needed recommendations at the start of this episode, <laughs> they they should have their boots full <laughs> by now. So that's that's the, well, actually, we've got one more bit of listener feedback, Mark, haven't we? This top 10, it's coming from your brother. It's coming from my own brother, my flesh and blood. Yeah. So there's probably going to be some crossovers here, isn't there?
2: Would you like me to read out your Yeah, brother? go, it for, it, if you read? Okay, go cool. for it, Mark. Let's go for it. He starts off by saying, loving the podcast. He has to say that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. To be fair. So uh, but we'll take it. Um as you can see, I have some crossover with my younger brother uh, on some of That's these me. games, as to be as to be expected. Uh, number ten, Halo three. Best Halo online multiplayer and a great farewell from Bungie.
0: Well, it wasn't their farewell, that was Halo Reach, so he's wrong that on that true. count. But um it's it's their last of their mainline Halo games with Master Chief, yes. Excellent choice. Oh, and
2: as another note, Halo three came out. Today, that's when we're recording on the fourteenth. Yes, of July. Worth noting. So, no if you're on, on, PC, P- on PC, Halo Three is finally on PC. At well, number nine. Sorry.
0: A side note. So gone. They should just make the campaign crossplay so we could co-op with each other. Why haven't they done yeah. that? Because it's not. It's not competitive. I don't understand why they haven't done that. Dan. <laughs> Dan, give us the answers. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. But cheers, bud. Cheers, bud. Thank
2: you so much. And number nine. Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, I must like it. I've put it in over 300 hours. That doesn't make sense. That can't be. I, wrong. Must, I, like must, like no, I must like it. No,
0: I must like it. I've put in over 300 hours into it.
2: I see. Kiefer Sutherland does a good Snake voice, but I prefer David Hayter. I'd agree with that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he's he's, he's right. Uh, I I really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid Five as a little little extra. But I agree with Dan massively. I didn't complete it because I I did loads of stuff and I was like, right, that was good. See you later. I've had had me fun. I've had me fun. (laughs) uh, I've had me fun with my shooter and that'll do. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Uh, At
2: Number eight, uh, Mass Effect 2. It's better than the other two.
0: That's been a that's Jane been a Beller. recurring theme on the show. Some Dan, I don't know what your take is on the Mass Effect series, but we've had some people say that three is their favourite.
2: Well, they're wrong, aren't they? Yep. Well, that, correct.
0: You've heard it here first, <laughs> and he's right. I'm glad to <laughs> I'm glad I'm to clear that theme theme up.
2: up. It's confirmed.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're all on the same page here. It's just the idiots that <laughs> listen. Sorry. Thank you for listening to the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, at number seven, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Fantastic game with a fantastic 80s soundtrack. Now, Be- Bell, and we were talking about this one earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm confused why Vice City got so much love. I'm not saying it's bad, mm-hmm. but I always felt Vice City, for me, felt a lot more plain and straightforward when compared to San Andreas mm. and five, which obviously came a lot later. I'm skipping out four. It was a weird yeah.
0: one. I, I, I hear you. I think um, for me, it was just about the vibe and something about that that kind of they just na- they nailed the nostalgic vibe and the, the comedy of it and that kind of Miami Vice f- feel and yeah I think for me and for me and my brother we just loved that soundtrack so much and discovered so much music that we love because of it um, and I think that was and and that's kind of a f- recurring theme in all the GTA games actually was just all the individual soundtracks and the radio stations and all the gags and goofs that they had on them yeah I I, mm. I love Vice City was it my favorite? I don't know. I'd probably say five, even though it's the most recent entry. I'd probably say five was my favourite just because the way they did the story in that. Um, But yeah, got a lot of love for for Vice City. How how about you, Dan, on the GTA front?
1: I'm a San Andreas man as well um, because I always find the previous, I think if you went back to Vice City, I think you'd find it deeply frustrating when you see how advanced GTAs have come in terms of, character locomotion and navigation yeah and you know, the fact that you couldn't the fact you couldn't climb over stuff until san andreas <laughs> That's and so the, moment got, Whoa, yeah. the moment they got to the point it's like oh you can go down an alley and then get up the wall thank like, fuck that i don't have to turn back and run back uh, yeah. No. Yeah. that for me was an absolute game changer but um i just remember i booked uh, i booked a week off work and my my girlfriend well, my now wife but then girlfriend lived in clapham at the time and i just spent a week in in her bedroom while she was at work, just playing San Andreas, and I have such fond memories of doing yeah. that. I very rarely mm. do that for anything, but I I just absolutely hammered that game, and I've never really been able to get fully into one since because I think of how completely I devoted myself to that game. I have yeah. a habit of doing that. I've done it with Final Fact, like Final Fantasy 7. Mm. I put so much of myself into that game that I've never really been able to like get into a Final Fantasy since. Yeah, and yeah. GTA has been the same. Mm. Like I'm always. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like I burn myself out after I've after I've done it.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's sort of it's sort of like mm. the only way is downhill. When you have an experience like that, it, it's going to take the world to beat it, isn't it? And I, I mm-hmm. mean, if you think about the leap from Vice City to San Andreas in terms of purely gameplay and the things you could do, like the fact that you had, am I right in thinking like C, CJ could like get fat if you didn't yeah, work yeah, out yeah. enough and that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, it's just like yeah. so yeah, yeah. many little things like that. Um, just set them worlds apart. But yeah, I think he's mainly talking about the music, if I'm honest, if I know
2: my brother. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I just feel like it gets a lot of love and I've never understood why it felt like people were more vocal about Vice City. I, the, I, think, the, I, think, the, vibe, I think
1: the vibe yeah. is exactly, I think people remember the vibe and that's a real strong element of nostalgia. I yeah. think if you went back and played yeah. it now, you'd be like... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> My childhood. You, know, <laughs> you can just listen to Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Close your eyes and put Spotify on, Jamie, you <laughs> bloody idiot. Right.
2: Um, number, number six, let's continue. Let's plough on. Skyrim. Uh, complete all of the DLCs and sunk many hundreds of hours into it. Not a perfect game. Loads of bugs. Want to finally hear Mark's salty take on Skyrim and why he thinks it's not as good as Oblivion or Morrowind or 2 or 1 or four. Actually. is this the time when we finally have the Skyrim no, rant no I'm not getting okay. into it I'm not getting into yeah. it I've never got into Skyrim I'm
1: sorry I always, I always, I always admire their ambition but I, I just think I, I don't know why those games have to be so janky every time people await a new one <laughs> They always come out and it's like it's so janky and I'm, I'm so I'm you know I'm a big Japanese gamer so when yeah. I see these like beautifully polished games that they've just spent time on let's yeah. go back to Breath of the Wild you know, <laughs> you know
0: and everything's
1: so well considered and thought out and then you go to them which is just like it's just a bug fest it's like it's alright the users will fix it I'm like uh, the users it, will fix it, it the users <laughs> will fix it you know it really um it really interferes with my enjoyment of stuff and I just think you you could do so so much better
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was watching A really good. This is kind of a sidebar. A really good um, video about the the kind of life cycle of the PS3, and I I forgot how how terribly Skyrim ran specifically on the PS3 when Mm. it came out because the PS3 had this. I think they called it like the cell system what was yes the the cell the cell processor cell processor yeah and just how for a lot lot of developers just really didn't like it because it was like having to learn a new language and but skyrim just hilariously ran terribly on the ps3 and if you if you track down some videos of skyrim running on the ps3 it is it's a laugh fest let's just say that i've
2: got it behind me i could fire it up and see what it does (laughs) my character floating with no horse underneath him just going like, tea, <laughs> tea just T-posing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Bethesda games are always riddled with hilarious bugs anyway, but it was particularly dodgy on the old uh, PS3. They, uh, they,
0: they've got to do quite a lot to win people's hearts back, haven't they, Bethesda? They haven't had, a, in terms of their own game studios, they, they, they haven't had a great few years, really, have they?
2: Not not really. I can't say I liked Fallout 4, and I didn't bother with 76, and it looks like it was a train wreck.
1: But Bethesda put out, I mean, they, they, they publish... Um... The games from the Dishonored developer, yeah, so they? it's like
0: arc- Arcane. And, yeah, they publish some really, arcane, big, that's right, yeah, yeah, they publish some great stuff. It's just their own, Prey. yeah, Prey. Um, they e- Evil Within, yeah, um, they oh, yeah. yeah, well, Doom, yeah, that's a huge yeah. one. Um, they pu- that's all the stuff they publish, isn't it? But in terms of the games that they, the Bethesda, so when the other
2: people make the games, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly, it seems to yeah. be okay. Yeah, hmm. Weird that, isn't
0: it? Um, what's the, what's weird. going on, Todd? Come on, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> come on toddy boy it's because they're spending all their time making this fallout TV show that's happening apparently yeah that's what it is
2: anyway should we continue yeah, keep going number five Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, my favorite Star Wars game with a fantastic story and well-written characters. I have Brilliant. to confess, I came to um, these two games just too late. Uh, okay, but her, but I've heard nothing but positive mm. things. I just came to them really late. Second best twist in
0: gaming, I reckon, was in the first Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. Was uh, the reveal of Darth Darth Revan being you the whole time? Flipping us! Mm. i probably just spoiled that for some people. But that's yeah, that's be- great um yeah absolutely absolutely love that game and i can totally understand that if you didn't play it when it came out it would wouldn't feel great
2: uh at number four uh, i didn't play these either roller coaster tycoon mm. original slash classic version that is now on steam as it has one two plus expansions how has this not been mentioned got to make your own coasters I assume he means roller coasters and not Month. Yeah, no,
0: he means roller coasters.
2: Yeah, holders. <laughs> Best time suck game ever.
0: Uh, I now having images of a coaster building sim where you just just build endless coasts.
2: Oh, it's lovely, oh. That, and it keeps the mark right off the it's table. A lo- Look at that beautiful a lovely
0: bit of cork. <laughs> um, I don't know why we're nailing... We're going into the Yorkshire accent so much no, on this no. episode. Um, yeah, he... Oh, that's a nice... Dan's holding up a coaster. That is a nice coaster. That's, that's a great a one, that coaster, is. Is a coaster, there you yeah. go. a cork one. He
2: came it's prepared. It's
0: a cork coaster. Um, yeah, my brother is obsessed with roller coaster tycoon in an, an unhealthy way. I thought you we
2: were going to say coasters. Genuinely thought no, you were although going although he, <laughs> he loves a bit of
0: slate. <laughs> um, it's good, good slate mention. Um, yeah, he, oh, he loves... <laughs> Rollercoaster Tycoon in an unnatural way and I've seen him play that game a scary amount um, don't really have a lot to say about it because I never got to play on it because it was all he, all he ever did um, have <laughs> either of you played much of it I was more, of a, no, um, I was more theme, of a theme park I was more of a theme park yeah theme park and theme park world I was more guy. of a theme park um, what did you play it
2: on I played it on PS1 PC. Uh, PC
0: PC PC yeah. uh, number
2: three Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time songs are far beyond other games.
0: I don't know if he's talking about other Zelda games or if he's just talking about games in general.
2: Uh, I assume it's games yeah. in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't argue. No, with that. It's they're, they're the most memorable memorable pieces of game you, I mean, that's just probably cuz I attach a huge amount of nostalgia to it, but I know those tunes like nothing else. Um it is my favorite game of all time. I mean, the thing is, Breath of the Wild is a better game, but I just can't I just can't take the nostalgia away from it. And, it, you know, it's, I think it's valid to have that as a reason why you might yeah. you think it's a great game.
2: But what about Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, guys? Yeah, but, but, Mar- oh, but geez, Mark, sometimes
0: program. you can just be wrong. And that's what your friend is. And we need to, we need to be okay with that. Is it
1: really better than Evolution, though? Oh, come on, come on, let's be
0: serious. Going to get wars in the we've comments. Brought, we've brought,
2: we've brought the that. Evolution
0: stands are going to be going <laughs> off in the comments.
2: Number two. Final Fantasy 7, mm-hmm. Cloud, Sid, and Vincent slash Barrett for Endgame with Golden Chocobo and Knights of the Round summon as a must. Unstoppable. Bought it on yep. PC originally. You're right. Oh, don't, forget your,
1: don't forget your Mimic spell either, because if you pop off Knights of the Round, Mimic will then do it again.
0: Yeah.
2: Ugh.
1: And you basically, you're basically one-shot Sephiroth.
0: Yeah. How long was Knights of the Round, though? You could, like, go and make a full lunch during <laughs> just one summon. It was insane.
2: <laughs> number one. Deus Ex 2000 opened my mind to the fact Ooh. that games can weave an amazing narrative, stealth-based or go, in guns blazing. Oh, that's one, uh, Gun, sorry, yeah, that's one sentence. Come in again. Stealth-based or guns yeah, blazing. Yeah. Uh, JC Denton for the yeah. win. Yeah. Great game.
0: De- the original, original Deus Ex was, was brilliant. And also, like strangely, yeah. not
2: talked about enough these days because... I think I think the it's overshadowed by System Shock and BioShock. Well, yeah, and I think I just the people tend to go back to those these days rather than Deus Ex
0: because it was mad because you could you could end up with so many different endings and it was all dialogue based in terms of uh, of how that would happen. Um, It was quite like weird, quite stunted gameplay, but in terms of what it did, it was it was it was awesome. Did you ever play Deus Ex the original, Dan? I didn't. I was I was off sort of off
1: the PC boil at that point, yeah. so I never really got a chance to. But yeah, I, I just think there was a real period. We mentioned games like System Shock and Deus Ex where it really felt like that was the direction games were gonna go in, that they were gonna become more open-ended and offered like genuine choice and you know, consequence was gonna be a really important thing. And then somewhere along the way, that seemed to fall by the wayside of AAA game dev. Like yeah. the, one of the things I, I always sort of Mourn is is the loss of objective, difficulty-based objectives. Like you remember when you played GoldenEye and if you played it on easy, you only had to basically oh, get yeah. to the end of the level. But if yeah, you played yeah. it on the hardest level, there were about three or four other things you had to do. Now it's just, mm. oh, you take more damage. And it yeah, never yeah. gets more, you know, I just think there are so many facets of games from the, the sort of early 2000s, mid 2000s that have been left behind and people seem to forget they were there. But they yeah. were sort of so ahead of the time and should really have been the sort of template from which other games sort of drew their influence, but never really did. And even when you look at like, you know, Bioshock infinite games like that compared to the, the the breadth of choice in system shock two, for example, it's, 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 it's incredibly linear, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. It's a strange, it's a strange choice.
0: And, yeah, I guess. in guess in terms of like that kind of difficulty-based objective thing, I suppose that's just kind of fallen to the wayside in in lieu of like side object, side quests, and that kind of thing. I suppose. Um, yeah, I,
1: I just kind of like that. It was intrinsic to the difficulty. It was like, yeah. yes, you're going to take more damage, but you've also got to achieve more while you're doing it. And I love that idea that then suddenly you had a reason to tackle each one apart from just the, oh, I've done it. Yeah, It actually added more to the mm-hmm. game. So you started off familiarizing yourself with a level and then as the difficulty increased, you also had to use that improved knowledge to do more around the stages as well and fulfill and fulfill more more skillfully. And I think that that became such a, a missing element of um FPS's. I think I think because obviously some of the makers of that went into free radical into the Time Splitters games. I remember Time Splitters 2, I think, did something very similar as well, yeah. especially. I love Time Splitters. Yeah, 2. We,
0: we waxed um, lyrical about Time Splitters 2 a couple of yeah, episodes oh a couple of episodes ago and just yeah, just how there were so many challenges yeah. in that game, and there was just oh, endless man. characters to unlock, and there were so many reasons to go in and do all these different stuff give
1: me give me medals and I'll be <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: yeah. exactly and yeah, I mean, and like you said, Goldeneye if you did if you did it under a certain amount of time, you got DK mode and everyone's head went massive. It was the hardest little.
1: cheats the hardest cheats in any game ever. Yeah, like genuinely. Did, was it finishing facility on 00Agent in two minutes, four yes. seconds? Like, yes. yes.
0: Oh, fuck, he's supposed to do that? I'm getting ridiculous. palpitations just thinking about it. Dad. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so stressful. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> but it's easier for devs to just copy and paste uh, enemies or make a health bar bigger. So yeah. that's, well, yeah. that's kind of where we're at, isn't it, Sad? It
0: is. Games are rubbish, aren't but, uh, they? Oh. they were, oh. Yeah, games are rubbish. Much. Weren't the old days better? Oh, tell me about it.
2: <laughs> he finishes he finishes the email just saying, Rip it apart, go on, I dare you. Um but actually I think we've been quite fair and I rate this list a lot, Jamie. It's, it's a, good it is list. a good list. I
0: think um it's, uh, there's no, no massive surprises. I would say they are all games that are widely well renowned. Yeah. They're, they're all games that are widely well thought of. None of your sort of six, six or seven out of tens that you mentioned that, you know, your, your Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. Is it, no. oh, is that what it is? Operation Genesis. Yeah. Operation, yeah. Um, none of, none of them. But, but Dan, while, while we're in this, I did say to you before, if, if you had the time to kind of give, give us your, your, maybe your top three or just some of some sure. of your favorites just so we can fully complete this picture of you that we've been painting over the course of the podcast <laughs>
1: um well yeah i I, I hate doing this because I just have so many games that I associate with different times and you know there there are things I played right now that I probably consider my favorites yeah but, um but when it, when it was like top of the head breath of the wild is, is up there mm-hmm. just because of just one absolute game changer it was and how I was so just sucked into that world yeah. for, for you know, hundreds of hours of just, just one of the most beautifully crafted things I've ever ever played. Um, you didn't get, Resident you didn't Ewell,
0: go and get all of the Koroks, did you? The Corox uh, seeds, I think, or I, I think I did. I think I did. really flipping yeah. it, slimy.
2: Because I, 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 so. I got
0: all of the shrines, but as soon as I saw there were some like eight hundred and fifty Corox seeds, and all you get for getting them was like oh. some kind of golden turd, I was like, no, I'm yeah, I'm, basically, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. You okay get, cheers.
1: You get a poo hat or something. <laughs> <that's it>. um, <laughs> cool i mean that's that's ultimate nintendo trolling isn't it? it's like well done here you go yeah well done aren't you clever now you can can wear shit (laughs)
2: um so um
1: uh resident resident evil 4 i think will never will never be dislodged from my top three um when you mentioned awesome. when you mentioned final fantasy VII and saying that you know you buy it on every console it comes out like resident evil 4 is that's that, that's that game for me yeah yeah i just i just Sweet. i just the just the loop of just the just the loop of shooting in that game i just i just think it's one of the most satisfying like gunplay mechanics and it's just endlessly entertaining i can never get tired of popping heads off with a shotgun yeah uh oh, in yeah. that game just just everything the feedback the kick the response the, the the fact that they introduced the sort of physical element to taking down enemies to so be able to you know kneecap them and then do a fucking suplex for whatever reason yeah, yeah. um you <laughs> know, that, but just jumping through windows all those all those elements they introduced into it were just phenomenal and again another, another thing where i think games have really not grabbed that idea at all because yeah that that idea, you know with that that cabin assault when you're like blocking the windows with the shelves it's yes. the closest i've ever seen to like to like something like a scene out of evil dead 2 or something like in in a video game um and they and they just keep at it i think it's like a 20 hour action film where the pace just never lets up and it just gets Incrementally better and crazier, and I love the way that the enemies evolve. So that the the parasite is obviously in its infancy at the start, and towards the end of the game, you're meeting enemies where it's fully manifest, and you pop the head oh off, God, and then yeah. the creature pops out of the neck and attacks you again. Yeah. It, it just it just keeps it just keeps you going, and it actually ha- manages to have an escort in it that isn't annoying. Like you can put her in a skip for the duration of a boss battle or whatever, so she doesn't get
0: in the way. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I've you got just, to admit, just getting get the, get the skip. I still managed to find her slightly annoying, but I, I agree that she's less annoying she than in S, other games.
1: Escorts are always annoying, but yeah, Ashley was Ashley was one of the one of the better ones. um you, and You've, then, you've um, managed
0: to so far. Your list is really appealing to me and Mark. I've just got to say because we've also <laughs> we've also yes. talked so much about Resident Evil Four, and we also yeah. often ascertain that the Wii version is the best version of that. Did you ever play it on the Wii?
1: Of course, I played it on the Wii. As I say, it's, I buy it on every. I haven't got the Switch <laughs> one yet, but. I yeah, okay. I did.
0: I did. The last one I played was the
1: PS4 version. Okay. I finished it on the 360. Right. Finished on the GameCube. <laughs> he finished really, on the Switch he really have the owned.
0: I think I, had, <laughs> yeah, I had GameCube and Wii, and that was it for me. But I, I, now you've reminded me that it's on the Switch. I might just have to. Uh, yeah, Make and, it, and it was on sale. I'm going to wait for
2: the remaster.
1: It was on sale for 15. I don't know if it still is on sale for 15 quid. But, okay. Um, right. And then and then the other one, well, it was another Capcom one actually. And weirdly, I, I find this doesn't appear in top 10s very often and I bet you a lot of people play it a lot in the Street Fighter 2. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Like,
2: okay, yeah. I, was, yeah.
1: I was just like the age, the right age for Street Fighter 2 when, when that came out. Mm. Like in terms of the arcade scene um, and just the anticipation for it coming out on Super Nintendo and just like what an incredible port that was at the time, but it was, but it's also like the friendships I made from playing that game as well. Like the rivalries I had, like people from school and guys I just meet in the arcades and, you know, play against. And it's not so much Street Fighter 2 itself as it is the foundation that it's set as well, because right up to Street Fighter 5, it's been such a core element of some of the, the closest friendships I've ever had throughout my life. Like I remember, one of my best mates of Waltherhampton I've known since primary school still knows this day. We got Street Fighter Alpha, um, on the PlayStation and it had dramatic battle mode where you were Ryu and Ken at the same time fighting Bison. And we just did it over and over again, literally till sun up yeah like to the literally brackets to the break of dawn um <laughs> yeah. so um you know just think and there's always a moment where street fighter factored into some cool element the only time it took a break was university where tekken 3 took over uh, yeah. which is why i've got the the Kazama oh that's it um, but um but but apart from that it's it's you know it's always been street fighter 2 and i think street fighter 5 is a dip but Street Fighter Four was such an amazing return to form as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. I just think there's there's so many other great fighters out there, but fundamentally, like Street Fighter is the one man. Two,
0: two is the particularly iconic one as well. I think that people it's, will it's
1: continue the one where they, they just to. the
2: one that everyone goes back yeah. to. But it,
1: it set the template. Like there was nothing else like it really until Street Fighter Two, when it was like, let's have this diverse range of characters with different skills and different abilities and Really interesting mm. backgrounds where they're just as interesting as the fights themselves, and then and then they started giving the fighters backstories, and you really dug into the mythos of who the fighters were and what their relationships were. And you, it's unavoidable now that everything that's come since Dead or Alive, Tekken, King of Fighters, Mortal Kombat—they have all had to lift from from that template. So Street yeah. Fighter Two is is such a yeah yeah it's it's the foundation of like an entire entire genre.
0: Mm. It's also hard. Like I can remember picking it up before. <laughs> I can remember picking it up. Up. i think i got it on like the ps1 it was one of the many like remakes of it i, I think mm. that came out and just and and having played things like tekken um and going into it, i was just like fucking hell this is hard like just just do it like i can remember trying to do a hadouken for the first time and just like oh i thought this was gonna be the easy move and just like my thumbs were like in pain after playing it for yeah. like an hour
1: and then it was now do a dragon punch and you're like oh, <laughs> yeah
0: on. exactly yeah, yeah. No, I, that's, yeah, that's
2: great. I cool. suck at Street Fighter. It pains me to say, I just suck at Street yeah. Fighter. They're great games, yeah. but like, oh man, just give me, just give me Tekken. I can match. Yeah. yeah, get get Yoshimitsu <laughs> pick, jumping up pick, and down yeah.
0: on his sword. Pick
1: Eddie, pick yeah. Eddie, press kick.
2: Yeah, Eddie, 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 all law, and just start flipping <laughs> about yeah.
0: And yeah, yeah, and you're fine. Oh, Tekken's great. Get away with Eddie uh, All right, well, that I mean, that's that's everything we've kind of got. Time for, I believe, on this podcast, we've kind of chewed your ears off, and en- that's not a phrase, is it? Chewed your ears off? We've chewed, we've uh, chewed your ears off enough, Dan. Um, it is,
1: for, it is for Mike Tyson. I don't know if anybody else. <laughs> <yeah>. can... <laughs>
0: very good. Um, and I mean, from what you said, you've got to go now, squeeze in about three hours of gaming until one a.m. So.
1: Yeah, what, what is it now? Yeah, coming up to ten. This is this is, this is my time.
0: This is this, this is my time. <laughs> and with that, he leaves. Um, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. I've had a whole lot of fun. I don't want to speak for you, Mark, but do you reckon you've had a good time?
2: I've had a lovely time, and we we do really appreciate you coming along and speaking to us today. So thank oh, it's you very
0: been much. It's been absolutely
2: my pleasure. It's been really really fun talking to you.
0: Oh, good stuff. Um, wow. How can people <laughs> find
2: you? <laughs> oh, it's Mark's
0: genuinely touched by that. Um, oh. Uh, Dan, how can people find you on social media if they want to come check out your hot takes? Um,
1: They can find me at
0: Mr. Pointyhead.
1: Yes, I still use it. Um, Yeah, at Mr. Pointyhead on Twitter.
0: Go give him a follow. And uh, is there anything you'd like to give a little plug or a shout out to while you're here? Anything you got on the go? On the go?
1: I'm just trying to think. Uh, well, my, my company, Explosive Allen, is is a video production outfit. We make commercial videos for all sorts of uh, game publishers. Uh, I'm just trying to think of something we got out. But um, if any of you use Unity um, down the line, you may see some interesting videos that we've produced um, during lockdown using remote uh, video. Production techniques. Oh wow! Um, which is a, which is a really which will be a really great series of videos for um newcomers to Unity and those who are just sort of interesting in perhaps creating their own games. And it's been a real joy to, to work on those. And and for Gamespot US, I've done a few bits for them on, on Ninja, Ghost of sushima games like that, uh, Legends of terror the League of Legends card game. Yeah, so uh, we're Ooh. all over the place. But yeah, head to explosive Island.com. You'll get a taste of what we do um and yes just follow explosive alan on twitter as well and you'll probably see uh, new stuff that we put out
2: i'll just say i've gone to the website i've had a little taste mm-hmm. and it looks like really good stuff thank you very I'm much saying that so oh, we have a podcast we- check it
1: out we do have a podcast as well which has been on hiatus during this uh just because we've all got kids oh, right. and we've all been crazy busy uh but it's it, we've got about yeah. 105 106 episodes
0: of it Ooh. so um uh yeah go and go and listen is that do you, is it kind of similar just games chat?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the format's changed and shifted over over the months and years really. Um sometimes we take these huge breaks because we've been exceptionally busy with work. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's largely game based. Sometimes there's film and TV chat as we try and mix it up. There's always some kind of quiz that we we try and devise a different quiz or something every episode uh joe you'll be interested to know that I, I used to sing quite a lot in the early episodes i used to basically rewrite popular songs and sing about games nice um, but with well, terrible
0: product terrible production values but um <laughs> well uh, i might have uh, to track track down some of those episodes now just to give it a listen yeah, you've, you've, you've sold yeah. yourself down the river there i'm afraid
1: they're 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 rough um <laughs> but yeah you know i i, I would I, I would do like you know i would do hero david bowie's heroes but make it about grand zeros or something Great. like that you know i'm the weird ilyankovic of gaming podcast um, parody wow that's, uh, a, I'm that's not.
0: A, that's a lofty title I'm to not. give yourself there dan i'm, but I'm absolutely not i can't um, dis- <laughs> we can't disprove that so i think um, we're all gonna believe it uh, there's well, no evidence.
1: There's no scientific evidence to prove it, but it is
0: fact. <laughs> uh, well, that has been episode, what are we on now, Mark? Five? It's episode five. Thank you for yeah. that. Uh, that was episode five of pushing Butt- buttons. Thank you so, so much for listening. Do not forget to follow us on social media, Twitter. We are PB Podcast UK, Instagram, pushing buttons pod. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and YouTube. We are pushing buttons. Dan, once again, thank you for joining us. We've had a lot of fun, and we will see see you next week.
2: Goodbye.